Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey. How's it going? It's going rainy, if that's something that can go. It is. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's going rainy. <laughs> It was going rainy the past couple days here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but your rain is so much better than ours because ours is just miserable here in California. We don't get thunderstorms or anything. It's just rain. Boring rain. <laughs> I kind of wish I had boring rain because the other day I got woken up at three in the morning by freaking hail. Oh, Ooh, I wow. miss that. <laughs> I miss tornadoes. I miss hail. Oh, okay. So I've, good. Ne- <laughs> I've, ne- <laughs> I've never heard someone say, I miss tornadoes. <laughs> well, when you have one season only, basically, here, and that's summer all year round with slightly cooler temperatures sometimes, mm-hmm. you tend to miss things that you shouldn't like tornadoes and <laughs> terrible snowstorms and stuff like that. <laughs> That's like someone saying, you know what we haven't had in a while? A good plague. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you were used to it and then you didn't have it anymore, I bet you would say that. (laughs) Makes me long for the days when the firstborn of Egypt were dying. Oh, wait. (laughs) You know what I miss? Locusts. (laughs) (laughs) All the water turning to blood. It just never happens anymore. You know, we lost that something special. Uh, Ironic that it is Passover, so... Yeah, it's true. I like how subconsciously we all went to the Egyptian plague instead of, you know. Well, come on, they're the, 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 best, the most famous plagues. They yeah. are the most famous plagues, it's true. They're so diverse. So, <laughs> like, you get the best of everything with those. It's true. Plus, they had a much better PR guy. You know, the black face <laughs> had no PR. I mean, it's just suffered right now. This episode is so dark. <laughs> <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 hey. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphin' time. Today on the Power Hour, episode 91, Rangers Q&A, record on April 12th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey guys, we have two special guest co-hosts, and I thank them so much for joining us on the show today. First, we have Shane from the Ranger Pride podcast. This is his third time on the show and his first non-roundtable show. Hey, Shane. Hello, I feel so special not being on a roundtable for once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a normal, cool episode. We've got a lot of listener questions, so that's pretty much what this entire episode is about. And we also have Chris from Long's Toys on YouTube and also the Geek Each Week podcast. And this is his first time on the show. Hey, Chris. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, heck yeah. I'm super excited. We got a good mix here, so... (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's get right to the news. First, in some merchandise-related news, there are going to be Power Rangers replica props from EFX Collectibles. 
And this is a company that's done very high-end, accurate replicas of superhero masks and helmets and that kind of stuff. So this was revealed on Adam Savage's Tested YouTube channel, which filmed at WonderCon 2017. And this is their first in their line of Power Rangers replica props. And it is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Green Ranger helmet. Like I said before, they've done a lot of work for other replica helmets, including Star Wars and Captain America, Back to the Future, a bunch of different licenses. So this is their first license for Power Rangers. They're actually using the Jew Ranger helmet original prop from Toei and Saban Brands to develop the mold and also use it as a color reference for painting. In this video, they also kind of dropped the bomb that they also have the license for the new movie helmets. So what do you guys think about this? I think it's pretty smart. I mean, I'm actually surprised when we got the Red Ranger helmet, like the normal retail release. Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised they didn't do the Green Ranger helmet first, just because that's such a fan favorite character. So it's kind of smart that these guys are kind of jumping on that to fill that void until Bandai America eventually does a Green Ranger helmet of their own. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure we saw that Bandai's next helmet replica is going to be Red Ranger from the movie, correct? They are also doing one of those. So it's almost like you have this legacy price point of the $100 helmet. It's not as fancy, doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it still looks good. But these EFX guys, this is like the high-end, like $400 to $500 replica. Right, yeah. It's like made of the same materials exact as it can be this is like on another level can we put it on our heads though yes they said that this can be wearable oh well, then nice. heck they're going to do like a really nice quality one that's uh, above what we can buy in stores i'm all for it i just want something more than green ranger and let's not go jump into white ranger right after <laughs> <laughs> so basically if you're going to actually hit the streets and fight crime in a power ranger outfit this is the helmet that you're looking to pick up <laughs> i would be okay with just having it in my display case <laughs> <laughs> sorry asking for a friend asking for yeah, a friend. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i saw the video on tested's youtube channel the helmet that they were holding was not what we're getting they were holding the actual prop from the show but they did have a non-painted first cast essentially and it's exact i'm excited for it i'd love to know more details a better price point when this is coming out because i definitely want it but if they do the new movie helmets i would absolutely get those because i feel that they would be able to do that helmet justice rather than what we've seen at toy fair which was kind of like a matte version It seems like these guys match the paint, so I would love to have a movie helmet with that amazing paint job that they have. It would be pretty sweet. I know we mentioned the White Ranger before you did, Shane. Funny enough, PCS Toys, they are doing bus for various properties. A few weeks ago, they revealed the $1,000 Mighty Morphin White Ranger bus that was life-size. Well, at WonderCon... They revealed new mini bus, which included the green and black rangers from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the green rangers iconic Dragon Zord, and also the red ranger from the new movie. So, what do you guys think of that? Pretty cool. Are they also all going to be a thousand dollars a piece, or is that just the white ranger one? No, I think that's no, 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 no. The white <laughs> ranger bust 
That's uh, an actual life size thousand dollar one. These are like mini bus, like oh. you know, like a fifty dollar, okay. <laughs> like six inch tall, and they're they're in a cool pose, the upper half of their body. Very cool. I would like to own all these things, but <laughs> it's just such a mighty morphin everything right now. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I know that's what everyone goes to, and I know that's what everyone likes, but I want mini busts of the Shadow Ranger, or the Gold Ranger, or anyone other than Mighty Morphin. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if there was a guarantee that they would do, like, a series of these, or more than just Mighty Morphin, I would like to collect the movie stuff, because... Seeing the movie five times already, everything's grown on me. I love that whole visual everything. So I'm definitely down to buy the movie stuff, but straight Mighty Morphin, I'm getting tired of it. Yeah, I can't believe you're just now getting tired. And we're <laughs> tired of it like, than most. No. like eight years ago. No, I've been tired for many years, okay? <laughs> yeah we were tired of it for years but then like the movie came out and it was like oh okay i guess i can stand a little bit more mighty morphin and now it's just like okay i'm done my problem with the busts is that when i think of like a bust for a statue i feel like you have to have some nice filler to put it on and be in a fancy house and (laughs) power ranger like busts just don't appeal to me because i don't have either of those What I always say is I would love to have a large house with a room where I could display everything, but because I buy everything, I'll never have that house. So it's kind of a (laughs) catch-22. Yeah, I feel the same way, and I'm slowing down my collecting a bit. I'm still sticking to the legacy stuff because I like the older seasons with updated Zords and stuff, and I love the legacy figures. Like, they're all great sculpts, and I think they're the best representation of a figure that we have. Aside from the girl's breasts, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just, I just mean that. Yeah, I'll collect it. But now I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm picking what I really want now because when they announced the metallic legacy figures, and then those press shots came out with the flimsy, oh, those were bad. Those were like, horrible. Whoever took the pictures of those weapons needs to not have a job anymore. For real, though, because. Those are your press photos, and you show Billy's staff. It looks like an ass. It's not even. It's not even straight. Jason's and, sword was bent so much it was almost like a cane, and I don't remember the Red Ranger having a cane for a weapon. <laughs> it was just, well. He's been around for almost thirty years at this point. He's going to need the cane <laughs> soon. Yeah. Even with legacy stuff, I'm now picking what I want to buy. And I'm sorry, I'm j- I'm not double dipping a hundred more bucks just to get weapons and shiny figures, and the weapons look like melted goo. I'm not gonna do it. There's only so many times in the well that they can dip into Mighty Morphin for me, and I think the well's dry now. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it it is kind of a weird situation because to the general populace who's nostalgic for MMPR, that's why they keep pumping it out. And those people show up and they buy that stuff. And then when they try to do something else in like a line of busts, they don't sell enough, then the line dies. So whereas someone like you and I and everyone here on this podcast are waiting for those other representations of characters we like to come out, they'll never come out. Because they do the MMPR, that sells, they try maybe Zeo or something, and then it dies. And so it's just kind of like this vicious cycle that keeps happening where they stick to what sells. We want the other stuff, 
but it just keeps happening over and over again. Yeah. You know, the 25th anniversary of the show is coming up and I really hope they celebrate some other seasons. That's what I'm afraid most of the legacy figure line is that once they finally get away from Mighty Morphin and we're starting to approach that after this metallic release, when you start getting into Zeo and Dino Thunder, again, they're all related to Tommy, if you guys have noticed that. Like, those are Tommy seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a- after Zeo... Turbo will be next. Yeah, exactly. It'll be Turbo, and then I'm afraid once the Tommy nostalgia is done, the the line's going to die if they try anything else. Like, I'm really afraid we'll never get Mystic Force legacy figures. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be like, you know, once they finish with the quote-unquote Tommy line, say they throw in Lost Galaxy, then be like, you know what, guys? We heard you. Here's some Zeo weapons, but we're just going to make metallic figures for these guys, too. And it'll just be a continual, like, re-release of the older seasons in, like, metallic. Or here's neon colors, so they glow in the dark. Or now we're going <laughs> to have, like, swappable colors. At, yeah, that... at that point, I think I'll just be done with collecting Power Rangers. (laughs) They have to know that's not going to work, right? I mean, so many people are already upset with how this was handled. There's no way you're going back to this well again, I feel like. But we'll see. Well, hopefully they know that. Yeah. And here's something interesting also in merch news. There's now an official shop for Power Rangers. It's shop.powerrangers.com. This is the official site store. And right now they have apparel, which... Sucks for some of us bigger guys because it goes from small to XL. But they also have accessories, which include hats, beanies, pop figures, some coffee mugs. So what I would really hope to happen is if Bandai is so afraid on taking a chance at something to make it sell, why not just go the premium Bandai route in Japan and just create like... All right, we're only making 500 legacy figures of this person. Get your pre-orders in now. Or they just have open pre-orders for a time and then make that amount of figures. You know what I mean? Or do like a subscription service like uh, Maddie Collector does for the He-Man figures. I would subscribe in a heartbeat if I knew... If they guaranteed, listen, you guys subscribe to this, we're going to release every single Power Ranger ever. Until you stop. I would put down the money right then. And I'd be like, if every month I get a new Power Rangers figure for the next, like, 20 years, awesome. <laughs> Sign me up. I, I pay for bucks a month to do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or if they did just, like, a new five-person team every month or something like that. Or you could pick and choose if you want the whole team or just specific Rangers from that team. That like, each amazing. month, just go in order. You know, something like that. Plus, you wouldn't have to go hunting. I mean, how convenient would that be? It just shows up at your house. Uh, well, hunting's half dream. the fun, though. <laughs> sometimes. For, sometimes. Hey, for some of us, if you have a <laughs> shitty Walmart like I do, <laughs> you're never yeah. seeing that stuff. I'm pretty sure my Walmart still has Megaforce figures on the rack. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every now and then I'll find like a samurai figure at a Kmart or something. Oh. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Wait, you like still all... have Kmarts in your area? <laughs> uh, randomly. <laughs> the one very close to me just closed, and there's another one probably about half an hour or so around that. I don't know how it's still operational, but it is. <laughs> 
looking at these shirts and stuff that the Power Rangers uh, shop site are offering, I don't know if I would trust them to do a subscription service or something like Premium Bandai in Japan, just because these shirts look like you could make these iron-on things at home <laughs> and not pay $30 for a squad goal shirt that, I don't know, that looks off-center even, too. <laughs> like, I could do a better job at ironing, and I don't iron. Well, they made these quick and paint just to get some uh, pictures up for the website. Oh, my God. Well, that doesn't make me want to spend dollars. I just noticed that Squad Goals one. That is horrible. Isn't it bad? Yeah. Mm. Well, plus you're going to want to save your money for the Go-Go T-Rex denim jacket. I mean, that's obviously <laughs> what everyone's going to jump on. $125 is a pittance for something so magical. Like, I, I like the gold RT that they have. That's cool. Yeah, that's not bad. But, but don't you feel like, like you could find that at Kohl's? Like, doesn't it seem like it would you'd find that at yeah, Kohl's? Yeah. But really, they only go up to, like, a certain size. And it's like, really? There's large people in the fandom, too. Let's, let's be real here. <laughs> We will be represented. I think there's potential in this site. I do not wear baseball hats, but I was looking at that snapback hat. That looks pretty slick. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I do like that one. And the beanie. Oh, I love beanies. So oh, much. I, I love beanies too. I would totally get the beanie. In fact, I might. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, moving on to a really big news item, if it's true. And that's a big if. So, are past Power Rangers going to cameo in Super Ninja Steel? So, we originally had that rumor last year where the Ninja Steel Red Ranger actor, William Schufelt, uh, said that previous Power Rangers were returning for Super Ninja Steel. He kind of threw that out there. Everyone was like, oh my god. But, according to that hashtag show, they did some random episode, and they talked about people that might be on the cameo. And I don't know why everyone's, like, running away with this. And I know that hashtag show, a few of the people on there have connections to the Ranger actors and have talked to them and formed relationships with them. So they may be hearing stuff that's down the pipeline. But reporting it in a random episode is kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about this. But let's just get the names out there. Huge bag of salt with this. Uh, <laughs> but some of the ones that they named in their video, Jason David Frank, Catherine <laughs> Sutherland, Johnny Young Bosch, Nakia Baris, Jason Font, Aaron Cahill, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, Pwau Magasiva, Ninja Storm Red Ranger, Sally Marin, Ninja Storm Blue Ranger, and Nick Sampson, Mystic Force Yellow Ranger. Now, the only ones I believe are Pwau, Sally, and Nick, because at least there's footage from the ninja that they could use to support those characters. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, except for Sally Marn. But still, I mean, you have another Ninja Storm Ranger in there. Why not? I could also see JDF doing it for the fans and coming back to suit up once again for the 25th anniversary. But the rest just feel tacked on. Almost like, like a fan's wish list. Pretty much. It's so random for a ninja season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some of the things that they were reporting were that many of these returning rangers are around for more than a single episode, and that some have focus episodes. And when I heard that, 
my BS meter went off the chart. <laughs> because... That hurts just because the Rangers that we have now don't get focus episodes. Why would the <laughs> guests get focus episodes? <laughs> exactly. And I get it. The 25th anniversary, it's a huge deal. But when you're working with something with Ninja, you already have the footage for Alien Rangers, for Ninja Storm, and for Misaforce, for the Yellow Ranger, because he was in an episode of Ninja. You have the footage to support those characters, and I'd totally be down with that. Add some more Disney season love to this. I just don't know how the rest of them would even fit in the story. I don't feel like they do. I feel like this yeah. has to be fake, with the exception of maybe the last three. Everything else just, you can't fit in there at least well. Right. And the last three, they're all still in New Zealand. So yeah. it would be no problem grabbing them for like a day or two to film something. But I feel like they had their chance at Legendary Battle. They blew it. And if they tried to do anything else for the 25th anniversary, I would hope that they would do it right. And this weird smattering of original and some Disney seasons, it just feels weird. And I don't know how I would feel seeing them back, to be honest. It would seem too much of a gimmick for me, because I don't trust the writers to handle it well. I don't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Their idea of a focus episode is just Jason Fawn and Monty in a fart balloon flying around the city. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it. Well, in other Ninja Steel news, and this is a spoiler. I know before we haven't reported on international spoilers, but I did a poll and two-thirds of the people were like, yeah, spoil away. So I don't feel that this is like a a big deal in terms of Ninja Steel, but here we go. If you don't want to listen to the spoiler, skip ahead five minutes. (laughs) Here we go. So Canal J, they are the French TV network that airs Power Rangers during the summer for international broadcasts. On their website, they put some early character bios on there, and this reveals the true identity of the Gold Ranger. So, Levi Weston is a stage name, and the Gold Ranger is actually Aiden Romero, the long-lost brother Oh my brother god, of that's so shocking! <laughs> <laughs> Holy goodness. I am shocked, good sir. Mind I am shocked. Blown. This is brand new information. <laughs> this is a spoiler in the same way that, like, the sky is blue is a spoiler. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, but to be fair for listeners of my podcast who are big time shippers, you know, Levi just got squeaky. <laughs> yeah, it got a little awkward. <laughs> I hope they can push through it. In the manner of speaking, but uh, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> uh, well, we know who's got a dirty mind on this show. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow! <laughs> That's killed Eric. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, the description says Aiden is Brody's older brother, calm and charismatic. Aiden is a kind and thoughtful boy. He remained on Earth living with his aunt when his father disappeared, and Brody was forced into the land of Galvanax. Aiden is a gifted musician and is passionate about country music. No kidding. 
When Brody finds him, Aiden is on tour and has trouble deciding if he should leave his passion to become a ranger. However, he soon realizes that family is the most important element in the world. So why didn't you recognize that Brody was your freaking brother? <laughs> right? And why isn't family on the element stars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Element star. Family spinch. <laughs> oh, God. And it's, it's just like grandma in a walker flying out and hitting the monster or something. <laughs> now, you know what it is? It's the theme song to Family Ties and everyone falls asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's totally obvious. It, it really is. Like, we knew Aiden was coming at some point. I just don't know how they're going to do this in the story, like, very badly. I was thinking that Madam Odious messing with his mind erased his memories temporarily, and he's just in full-on cowboy mode right now. But still, it's like, really... It's Brody's memories. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if people grow up and you don't look the same as you were as a kid, I mean, there might be some resemblance, but I mean, Brody's an idiot. I mean, well, I'm just, <laughs> he's dumb. Aww. I'm sorry. I just can't get behind this show. <laughs> no, I agree. And I feel like all the goodwill that the writers had from Dino Charge not talking about Dino Supercharge, but Dino Charge has just been squandered completely yeah, after the first yeah. episode of the season. Yeah. Like, the first episode yeah. was fine this season. I was like, cool, this is awesome, love the song, I'm into it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just the second episode. It's yeah. fine, guys, it's going to get good. <laughs> and then it's like the third episode rolled around, I was like, oh, I've committed myself to watching this, haven't I? <laughs> I forget who said it on Twitter, and I hope this is the way it goes, but somebody on Twitter said, maybe it's a reverse Dino Charge situation where Ninja Steel is going to be crap, but Super Ninja Steel is going to be amazing. But Whatever it, you need just, to tell yourself. <laughs> but at that point, you've like squandered any audience at that point. Not to mention any new audience you'd be bringing in from the goodwill of the movie. Oh, yeah. Let, let's be real. That's not happening at all. <laughs> <laughs> they take one look and hear the word fart bubble and they're like, nope, I'm out. I yeah. have to wonder, like as a fandom as a whole, it seems like the things that people don't like about this season very wildly. Like some people may like the Rangers, but hate the theme of intergalactic battles. Or some people may like that, but hate Victor and Monty. And some people may hate Victor and Monty and hate something else. It's just like, there's no one thing I think anybody can agree on as to why this season doesn't work. Well, if that's the case, then nothing works. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no, that's it. And and they're, they're ruining it more <laughs> each to episode. Me, to me, it just seems like, they found a formula that they're just going to continue to churn out and it's lazy. And I'm not trying to attack them, but do you guys know what I mean? Like, it's literally like, they're just like, okay, here's the formula. Yeah. Fart joke, fart joke, pie in the face, monster pun, Megazord battle with whatever music you care to put in Dino charge. And just steal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then repeat for the next episode and then just put out 20 of those, sell the toys and repeat. And then it's just, we'll just keep doing the cookie cutter we don't really need to try. There's like one guy in the back is like, well, we could write a cool story arc. Not fire that guy. Get him out of here. We don't want to put any original thought into this. Just keep churning it out. So it's literally just a toy commercial. It doesn't have to have substance. Is there anything left in this show to really spoil at this point besides how it ends? This was the only major spoiler that I can think of that could possibly happen in the show. Well, other than any possible cameo thing, but 
Uh, I mean, I'm not even putting any hope or anything into that because we all had high hopes for that Mighty Morphin Dino Thunder Dino Charge team up and it just, it never happened. We thought, oh, Chiplin, you're the savior. And then it's nope, (laughs) nope, not going to happen. I'm sorry, but when you promote a former writing intern to lead writer, it's not good for me. That doesn't spell success in Eric Berry's handbook of television, which is a very small book. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to read that book. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Eric? I'm gonna I'm going to New Zealand later this year. I will march in there and get a job and write better episodes. They should just uh, do a please. and let fans write an episode. It really couldn't be any worse at this point. And you could come <laughs> up with some original ideas. Oh, no, it could get worse. It could get much worse. <laughs> it could get a lot worse. Just go on any fan fiction site. <laughs> they can, can always well, get worse. if you worse. keep it G-rated, I should say. <laughs> no, even if you keep it G-rated, it still doesn't make sense. No, no nothing's going to make sense. And I think over the hiatus, I'm going to make good on my promise. I'm going to make a super cut of every time something has gone in the face of someone for the last four years. <laughs> and it's going to be a super cut. And it's literally going to be like multiple things from multiple episodes because God, it's just, ugh. we didn't even, <laughs> Zach, we didn't even review the last two episodes before the hiatus because I, I really don't want to. <laughs> hey, we're in the same boat on my show. I haven't even watched them yet. <laughs> I, I was going to say, first of all, if you do a super cut of every time something gets thrown in someone's face, I don't think YouTube will let you upload a video that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because I think the gold rush, the, the last episode before the hiatus Jeez. is easily the best one of the season so far. But that's not it's, saying much. No, it's not. It's but not. I actually thought that was a decent, at least that was, it had an idea going on. Like there, it was trying something. I felt like at least it was a step in the right direction. It's like a, a baby step or a normal <laughs> step? No, it's it's a baby stumbling along step. And so like so the baby was maybe slightly kicked or pushed forward. Right. It, it fell down the stairs. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I can get behind that. Someone was behind it. <laughs> well, uh this episode we titled uh, Q&A because we had a very big backlog of listener questions. And we decided to put out the call for even more questions. And we got some great questions. And I'm glad we've got Shane and Chris here to give their spin on some of these questions. So if you want to ask us a question, you can do so anytime at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. And you can always reach out to us on our social media channels. We are back on Twitter at rangercommandph. Twitter finally randomly after a year said... Okay, you guys are good. So now you can <laughs> see our mentions, and you can yeah. see when we like and retweet your stuff. So we're right. back. We're back. We're, f- we're finally out of Twitter jail. But anywho, the first question, and this is one for me to answer. So uh, Noah Bowden asked, about on average, how many listeners do you get each episode? By the way, I love what you guys do for the fandom and keep up the good work. I'm not very comfortable putting out actual numbers out there because podcasts don't really do that. That's kind of like your ratings type of thing. But I do keep track. Our network does report 
uh, the numbers every week for us. On average, we get for about 10 days worth since an episode release. So, you know, a week and a half is a good range because that's when you get most of your listeners for an episode. We're in the thousands of listeners. We have a good, solid, consistent listenership. We're the number one on the Four Eyed Radio Network. We do really well, and... Yeah, yeah, I would humbly call us respectable. Yeah, we have respectable numbers. I mean, we're not freaking serial on NPR or anything. Yeah, we're not serial, we're not Nerdist, we're not any of the huge name podcasts, but we're respectable. If it was lower than a thousand, then I wouldn't do the show. It's enough for me to be like, oh, heck yeah, yeah, we'll keep doing this. So, there you go. And that's all you'll get. (laughs) And an anonymous person asked us in Spanish, and I actually had to have a friend translate this, but they asked, what do you expect from the new Power Rangers movie? Well, since it's out and we've all seen it multiple times, I'm going to change this to, did it meet your expectations? I think it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I was very happy. Yeah, for me, it definitely exceeded my expectations. Some of the designs I wasn't too keen on on first, but they hooked me with the story. I loved all the Zord footage and the stuff that we got in the suits. And I don't see movies five times when it's in theaters. I don't do that. So yeah. th- there's your there's your gauge at how well I expected it to do. Like, it, it did exceed my expectations. I think really, too, the cast helped ground the movie. Mm-hmm. This was a fantastic cast. Everyone in the film did a great job, especially the Ranger actors who brought a real sense of emotion to their roles. There are definitely times where I'm starting to tear up. I When we saw it together, Eric, I know I heard you going... <laughs> like oh, you, were, you were struggling to hold back a couple. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> uh, every time insert major thing happened in every season, I, I teared up a bit because it's it's an emotional scene that when they finally all come together, it's the catalyst for them morphing. Yeah. That, that's a huge moment. And the music plays such a huge role in that, too. I bought the soundtrack immediately when that came out because the score for the movie is fantastic. And there's these surges of emotion that are in the music where it's just like pumps you up and it's like, hell yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah. So, yeah, exceeded. For me, if you've ever heard me on this show, I don't see movies ever. And I get made fun of it every time. Um, Love you, Shane. (laughs) Sure. Um, this, this, uh, This movie ties... Scott Pilgrim for being the third most seen movie in a, in the theaters for me now. So nice. that has, yeah, if I would have seen it one more time, it would have been tied for second with Tron Legacy. But I've only seen it four, not five times. Oh man, I like your taste in movies. I yeah, the the movies. I know the, the four see. I see. Yeah, in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Juan Carlos Sanchez at Ranger Seven Orange asks. I know the movie was awesome, but what are some of the negatives of the movie? I've got one here. So the negative for the movie, for me, not taking away from the actors because I loved all the actors, Mm -hmm. but I felt like Kimberly's storyline went nowhere and I didn't feel like there was much to it. And that bummed me out because you see her at the beginning being like this, like, okay, she just lost her friends. And now she's going to cut her hair and she's going to be this really (laughs) cool person. And then she's just going around for the rest of the movie like, hey, guys, I'm part of this movie, too. And the most she does, (laughs) the most she does is tell them to carry Billy. And that was it for me. 
Yeah, you know what? I'll have to agree with you on that. I I thought Kimberly's story wasn't the best because I got confused on the whole phone thing. So her best friend took a naked picture of herself and sent to Kim who Kim in turn sent to this random guy who she wasn't dating? I didn't get the whole thing. I mean, I'm not a teenager in 2017. I'm not about <laughs> texting nude pictures and sending them to friends to make them jealous and or break up with me. I don't <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, that might be relatable to Eric, let's to be someone. honest. You sent all of us nude pictures of yourself to make us jealous. We know it happened. Come on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say anything. <laughs> but yeah, for me, Kim's story was a little weak. I wish we got maybe five more minutes of in-suit fighting. And yeah. the only other thing that I'm mad about that's a negative were some of the cut scenes. Like, they cut Zack discovering his powers. They cut whatever that nighttime shot was of him flipping around morphed. I want to see that. I want to see what the hell that yeah. was about. So th there's things that are like... Why did they cut that? It didn't need to be cut? I think it was uh, just solely for time. Because I yeah. think someone said that the original cut of the movie was like three hours long, and they just were like, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, then there was like a two and a half hour cut, and then finally the cut that we got. So hopefully maybe they let Dean Israelite recut the movie for a director's cut version, which I think would yeah. be awesome. That's what I was going to say, too. I hope that happens. A la like Batman v Superman. Just put out like a right. Ultimate Edition Ray or something. But I will say that for the movie that we did get, I thought it flowed very well for time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was that perfect two hour. It told the story. It hit the emotional points. Boom. So really the only negative for me is Kimberly. That's really all it was. How about you guys? Any other negatives? I agree with the point of we really got gypped out of suit time. They yeah. really should have had another fight in there somewhere, but it is what it is. They had to cut it for time. And, and well, Krispy hopefully... Kreme can only pay for so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they got their money's worth. <laughs> but I mean, like, at the same time, praying we get a sequel, all the exposition will be out of the way and the sequel can just be action, action, action. Yeah. I was going to say kind of the same thing. Like, I'm of the same mind where, sure, it's kind of a bummer that you don't really get what you would traditionally think of as Power Rangers until the third act with the suits and the zords and the fighting and everything. But... This movie kind of also needed to show them bonding and give their backstories to make right. you care about the characters. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like, I don't know which way to feel because it's like, yes, we did need the time to see them bond, but I also would have liked more suit fighting. So I can't decide if I'm upset or not upset. About yeah, it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real it's a real catch 22. I mean, like you said, we needed the bonding time, but at the same time, yeah. having the extra fighting or the suits would have been nice. And I completely agree with you that when a sequel happens, you know, willing that that does happen, knock on wood. Yeah. That stuff's out of the way now. We have that. We enjoyed that. And like you said, right from the get-go, we can get morphed, have a fight in the first act. Then if you want to have kind of a bonding thing or something happen in the second act and then back to in the third act, you know, maybe that, something like that. You know what I mean? That should be their tagline, get morphed for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Go morph yourself. <laughs> <laughs> get, get morphed bat ranger at wonder bat x5 asked what's one thing you hope doesn't happen in a sequel to the movie can i be cliche and say i hope we don't get a green ranger i don't know if that's ranger? cliche that's that's <laughs> uh, kind of going but, against the grain 
That, well, I mean, okay, let, let me rephrase, because, I mean, that seems to be the common thread among our circle of friends, is that I think we all agree, that, you know, we had Green Ranger. Rita was the Green Ranger. They've yeah. done the Green Ranger. Do do something new. Obviously, they're going to do the Green Ranger because it's the biggest story ever in the history of MMPR. It's going to happen. As much as I don't want it to, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think your only question is, does he start evil or does he start good? I think either way, you're getting a Green Ranger. It's just... Do they count Rita as green with evil, or are they going to do Tommy as green with evil? That's what I think the only real question is, in my opinion. I would love for them to buck the green with evil trend and have him like discover the coin, maybe the staff or whatever, and he has it. And maybe he's just good, but because the coin is probably corrupted at this point... Then you get the him losing his powers thing. And maybe he's just a Power Ranger for this movie. Then the third movie, you can do the whole White Ranger thing. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, originally, they Saban said like five or six movies or something like that's, that. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. That's not happening. No, I don't think so either. Not, not it, with the box office that they have right now. Yeah. I mean, unless the second movie explodes, which I would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I wonder if they had something planned like maybe second movie is green with evil third movie is him good green ranger fourth movie he loses the powers now he's white ranger you know what i mean like i wonder if that was kind of their initial framework but i would even like him just to do something kind of like what the comics did where he's good but he kind of has flashbacks to back when he was evil so you don't really like 100 percent see it but you kind of get allusions to it and they could do something like that where like in the sequel maybe in the first act he's good but you have a lot of flashbacks or maybe, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, what I don't want to happen is to waste more time with a lot of the personal stuff unless it's a good thing for the story. Like, I do want to see more action. And I love these characters. So, you know, still give us more of the characters. Give us more of that world building. But don't do a repeat of this first movie. I'm in the same boat. I feel like Rita was the green with evil arc. And they combined two ideas that fans have had forever. Green Ranger was always Rita's evil ranger. And then they combined that with, well, Zordon might have been a ranger in the past. And they did that. They've established that. They've done it. She was evil. She was corrupted. We're done with the green with evil arc like that's that's it let's just make tommy maybe discover the powers they're not working for him because the green ranger powers are far too gone at this point and maybe the morphin grid purifies the powers and it turns into white light whatever the heck uh, yeah that could be cool yeah so either way i just want more of the movie i definitely want a sequel we need to see more I think it would even be funny just to see, like, Tommy finds the coin, but in the movie, Tommy's kind of an a-hole. <laughs> so he kind of prefers to fight alone. And then maybe the second act could be about them kind of learning to work together. And then in the third act, they actually come together for the actual large fight or something like that. I don't know. It, but then it just seems like a repeat of the first movie. And I don't want them to follow the same beats. I, I feel that's too easy. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, 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 and it's it's never gonna happen in a million years, but I would love for the Zeo crystal to be more than a MacGuffin. Yes. I actually let's g- give us Zeo. Give us Zeo powers. That would be insanely awesome. It's never gonna happen in a million years, but it's my number one <laughs> wish list item. It was like the plan for movie five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by that time all the actors are like thirty and <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old for this stuff. <laughs> K Train, the Ghost Rider, asks I would love to know what you guys think about the Amy Joe Johnson and Jason David Frank cameo in the movie. I liked it. It was subtle, it was nice. It wasn't over the top, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was like the perfect amount. It wasn't too much, just like, oh, hey, it's those guys. Yeah, I don't know about you guys in your audiences, but for me, a lot of the times it seems like there was half the audience that was like, oh my god, and the other half was like, why are these people reacting that way? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first time I saw it, people were like, oh, that's awesome, clapping now. I'm like, okay, you can stop that. But the subsequent (laughs) three times, nobody even knew who they were, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I went with Doug, when that happened, there was like a quiet murmuring of applause, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> some people get it. I thought it was tastefully done. They wore their respective colors. If you were a fan, you got it. That's yeah. pretty much what it was, and that's what mm-hmm. a cameo should do. Exactly. It wasn't that, I'm going to look at the camera and wink now so you know who I am. Like It was just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> subtle, and it, it was done just fine. Charlie Shields asked three questions. First... How bad do you think Power Rangers needs a continuity consultant, similar to what Pablo Hidalgo does for Star Wars? And who would you appoint other than yourselves or your co-hosts? What I'm going to say is that I think Power Rangers needs to respect the continuity, but at the same time, I think us hardcore fans are too focused on on continuity. Mm -hmm. I think we're too tied to the past and we want to make all the connections. I get it. For big franchises, Star Trek is a great example for me because that's a ton of episodes. It's over 700 episodes over five different series. And there's a huge continuity there. And it's something that they kept together fairly well over time. And I feel like Power Rangers should have that, but... At the same time, they've already missed their chance to bring it all together again for these later seasons. At this point, it's better to just think of them as their own seasons, especially like Dino Charge. That whole ending was... How could you ever fit that into continuity? The thing is, you can't. And RPM is already its own universe. So, yeah, I would love for there to be a continuity consultant, but I think... It's never going to happen. The current regime is going to do what they do and just adapt Sentai and not think about the past. Otherwise, we get a cameo like Legendary Battle where it's just like, oh yeah, it's those guys. And there's not even a brief hint of what they did in the past. And they're still wearing the same clothes after 20 years. You know, it's like... (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think us as fans, we're maybe too focused on continuity and we're putting all our hope that there will be continuity as far as who would, who would I appoint? I I don't know. I feel like if you appoint someone from the fandom, it's going to go straight to their head and they're going to be like, Oh, well huh, you can't do that. Cause in episode 502, 
And it's going to, the writers are just going to be like, oh God, you know, we have to listen to this guy. I mean, I'm not trying to down anyone in our fandom, but if you get someone like so super into it, it's not going to be great. We already had a fan as a writer in the show, Amit, who made Forever Red, wrote that, and, you know, tried to do the whole hexagon thing. Look where that ended up. Nowhere. So, I feel like if you go too continuity heavy, you're going to alienate the kids that keep the show going. I'm agreeing with you. Like, we have to remember that this isn't just a show for the longtime fans. This still has to be an accessible show for new viewers. Yeah. Plain and simple. I think the best seasons that have come out actually have been the ones that don't have continuity with the others, like RPM and Dino Charge. I feel like you could make a case for SPD at this point, too, being its own universe, really, even though they brought, you know, Dino Thunder people in. A lot of that stuff should be taking place soon here, and it's not brought (laughs) up on the shows. So it can be its own season or its own universe as well. But I just want continuity for an entire season you know the season doesn't go back on things it says that is established in an early episode and that's a stretch right now so if we could get that then maybe down the line we could talk about something like this but until we get it within its own like one season i don't think this is even something we should worry about you hit the nail on the head because (laughs) the biggest problem for dino charge was that the energem rules we're all over the freaking place. And mm-hmm. at the end of the show, they're like, oh, it's as the legends foretold. What <laughs> legends? We've never heard any of that. I was yeah. something from one of the Christmas specials, I'm sure. You know, in one of the clip shows, like it was brought up or something. They cut it. Yeah, who knows? But you're right. I think they should figure out the rules to the powers in the beginning and stick with that. Why don't they have a writer's Bible where they can just be like, look, these are the ground rules. This is how the powers work. This is the legend. And then you can get your own continuity. But you're right, Shane. If they can't even do that internally in their own season, we're never going to get it for the rest of the seasons. That makes a lot of sense. Obviously, I completely agree with what you're saying with the just keep the continuity for the season. And I don't think they need to, first of all, they can get that down. With something like Star Wars, it's a lot smaller scale each movie. So you want to be able to reference what came before and you want everything to connect. And that makes more sense. With Power Rangers, just acknowledge that the other stuff exists. You don't have to super conform to the past season's rules or anything. But like when you have a team up. Okay, well, you're just acknowledging that that exists. You're acknowledging that it's all part of a universe. You don't have to super play by the rules. Like, say, for example, I mean, it's kind of hard with the ending of Super Dino Charge. Now dinosaurs exist. Okay, well, that's a tall order to fit into anything else. But say, for example, instead of just having a dino zoo, you would think of dinosaurs had been around for 65 million years consistently. They also would have evolved. Maybe they would have taken a humanoid-type form. You know what I mean? So say, for example, the ending of Super Dino Charge happens, and they come back, and now there are kind of dinosaur humanoids that are just part of society, like Dragon Ball Z or something like that. And then in Ninja (laughs) Storm... And then you see, like, a mezagogue just walking down the street. (laughs) Yeah. Or what would be neat, then, okay, then you go to Ninja Steel, one of the rangers is a dinosaur person. You don't really say too much about it. It just happens and that exists. And that's a nod that, hey, 
this happened in Dino Supercharge, and now it's casually affected Ninja Steel, but it's not like the whole world needs to know. I mean, I guess that would be some just a kid tuning in for the first time and be like, why is there a dinosaur person? But I don't think they complain because kids love dinosaurs. And then Saban can have his dinosaurs in every season for the rest of the thing. You know what would make me happy? Forget all that team-ups and other stuff. Just casually make references, like small things, like Easter eggs, like... Oh, yeah, guys, we're going to head up to Jungle Karma Pizza. Or, you know, just something where they mention another town. Like, yeah, guys, yeah. I was I was driving to Reefside to get some, my surf on or whatever. Just small stuff like that. Just name drop. Yeah. Just acknowledge that some stuff exists outside. Because at this point, California is a pretty packed place with Power Ranger cities. Like, you yeah. know. So... For me, it's just like mention establishments that's already been in the show. Maybe bring back a piece of technology or just name drop people. That's all you need to do. I'm not asking for super cameos of every ranger ever and all that stuff. Like, just acknowledge that the bigger universe exists. Exactly. So for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. All right, Charlie Shields also asks, casting ideas for Tommy and Lord Zed. For me, it's a Native American unknown for Tommy, and even though he'll never do it, William Defoe for Zed. I don't know. I'm not a casting director. I don't know the hip, young, new people that are <laughs> unknowns. I would like an unknown person because I think it worked well for this current cast. You know, aside from Becky, uh-huh. everyone knew who she was. Um, I didn't know who she was. Actually, I, 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 I didn't. E- I didn't either until they announced it, and then I was like, "Oh my god, she's got like 1.3 million people on Instagram. I guess she's a big deal." <laughs> <laughs> So it brought in that I, audience, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think their best bet is to continue with the idea of casting relative unknowns. I think any kind of stunt casting may detract. But keep bringing in huge stars for, like, the allies and villains. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. An anonymous person asks, which season handled its green with evil, a.k.a. Evil Ranger saga, the best? Are we overdue for another Evil Ranger storyline? Can we get commentaries on some Evil Ranger episodes? Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Which season handled its Green with Evil saga the best? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe Mighty Morphin, because (laughs) it set the bar for Evil Ranger episodes. This anonymous person is asking which one did it the best while just name-dropping the benchmark over and over again. Green with Evil is the best. There is a reason it is so iconic, because it is the most well-known, the longest Evil Ranger arc, I think. Yes. Five episodes. Well, maybe aside from the Psycho Rangers. Yeah, okay, true, true. The Psycho Rangers were unique. What about Dino Thunder White? That was just a retread of Green with Evil. There really was. It kind of was. Yeah, it kind of but, but you know what? That's what I loved about Dino Thunder, is because Dino Thunder updated MMPR for the modern era. And I thought it did a really good job. So I I do like the White Ranger clone, but again, it's green with evil. That is what solidified my fandom as a child. So, of course, I'm always going to go with that. Yeah, no argument here. 
But I will flip this around. Which type of evil rangers did you guys like? There's a list of evil Power Rangers on Wikipedia, which is kind of cool. And they mention like every time someone went evil. But um, for me, I really liked the Psycho Rangers. I thought they were a cool design. It was a pretty cool story. But I also liked that we had the A-Squad and they weren't under a spell. They were just I did like the A-Squad. Yeah. The squad is great. Let's get more of that. But yeah, sure, we can do some commentaries <laughs> on some Evil Ranger episodes. I have no problem with that. I enjoy doing a good commentary. It saves me time editing, so there you go. We'll do some. Another anonymous person asks, which season actors do you think are the most successful after their Power Rangers season ended? For me, hands down, RPM. Yeah, yep. absolutely. <laughs> not even a question. It's not a question. Pretty much all of them went on to have successful careers. I mean, Ika Darville and Rose McIver. I mean, come on. They're huge right now. Yeah. They're still huge after their season has ended, like, God, what is it, like eight years now? I think so. Yikes. I feel old. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And Tanaya Seven is on that show Rain on the yep. CW, which yep. I think yep. is yeah. like five seasons or so. Yeah, they have a lot of good people. Yeah, I saw um, Ziggy on an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which conveniently <laughs> is filmed in New Zealand. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Does he have that movie? That um, movie was really popular. Blood Punch. That was it, right? Blood Punch. Is that the one, or am I thinking of the other one? Uh, hang on, I gotta look it up now because it's gonna bug me. I'm like, what? What other one? <laughs> yeah, Deathgasm. I did not I've see that. Never heard of it. It's like a comedy horror movie. It's got Milo Cawthorn and Kimberly Crossman in it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, they're a death metal band that accidentally summons a demon and then they have to fight it or something. Well, Blood Punch was the one that was directed by Eddie Gazalian, who did RPM for the first half, and it had yeah. uh, Milo Cawthorn and Olivia, Olivia Tennant. Yeah, this is the one I'm talking about, yeah. This is, like, super popular with some of my, my horror buddies. So, okay. I mean, you know, hey, it's another successful story from the cast. Of- I think the cast of SPD also went on to do successful careers. Like, I mean, Brandon J. McLaren is all over the place right now. A lot of cop procedurals and headlining his own shows now, so good for him. Another anonymous person asked, who is the number one person from the show that you want to meet but haven't yet? For me, Matt Austin, hands down. He's the only SPD Ranger that, <laughs> of the main cast that I have not met yet. I keep missing out or he keeps canceling conventions. Matt Austin, <laughs> number one. Gotta bring the buttery goodness and sign my <laughs> cast poster so I can frame the thing. <laughs> What about you guys? I'm trying to think, but I met so many at last year's Power Morphicon that I wanted to meet that it's hard. I might say just the rest of the SPD cast that I haven't met yet, which is everybody but Monica May. So Okay. That's at least obtainable. So yeah, you can do that. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm really racking my brain, but I've, I've gotten to at least meet and chat with the major ones I wanted to. I guess I haven't gotten to really meet any of the uh, Dino Charge cast. We've had Yoshian, obviously, but I haven't gotten to meet them in person, shake their hands, say, hey, thanks for doing the show. Your work in it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say Dino Charge. I'd like to meet some of the cast of Dino Charge. Chris, how about you? I would say Emma Lahana, you know, oh. Kira from Dino Thunder. I'm so bummed out that i missed lescon this year i was like oh my <laughs> god they had some good people there that i haven't met yet 
And uh, probably Rose McIver for that and iZombie would be cool to meet her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Good call. Good call. How can I forget about Rose? How could you? I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just caught for back shame. up on iZombie. How could I, you know? Oh, I need to watch the, the new episodes. I want to see last night so bad because oh, of Major. Last I'm going to die. We got a few more here. Most of these are anonymous. So unless I say otherwise, it's just anonymous away. And this could all be from one person. So I hope you're getting your money's worth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what would you like to see new happen at the next PMC? Well, let's see. Next PMC, they'll probably announce the Q Ranger adaptation. So I'd like to see more of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I guess. Do you think they're going to have nine actors just run up on stage? That would be insanely That'd awesome. That'd be so cool. Could could you imagine if they do it like the Japanese did Q-Ranger and they're just going to like, as the robot, here's a person in a robot suit. Like, that would be awesome. And they're all members of Yoshi's family. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'll start crying again. (laughs) It's like their mom is the pink ranger. (laughs) (laughs) And as the chameleon ranger, Yoshi's grandmother. Well, if we're going to say something that sounds like it should happen regardless... I will go out on a limb because it won't. And what I would like to see new at the next Power Morphicon is an announcement of a short Dino Charge Brave series <laughs> with Ooh. the same actors from neat. Dino Charge. So make the April Fool's Day joke real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Enough. You know, enough time will have passed that nobody will have remembered it, and then they could be like, "Hey, guys, remember this from two years ago?" Well, surprise. <laughs> Now it's not an April Fool's joke. And we're rebooting it. <laughs> no, no, no. Same continuity. No reboots. So are you talking about the continuity where there's now dinosaurs? Yes, alive? because I'm like the one person in the world that had no problem with that. <laughs> like, it's totally fine. I'm I'm down with that. Let's just okay. keep that going. Okay. It's cool. And so there's new dinosaur powers. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because dinosaurs evolved over time to have Gatling guns on their heads (laughs) and axe tails and buzz saws. So keeping with evolution, it works. So same timeline. Okay, you know what? I I might actually be down with that. (laughs) (laughs) What would I like to see new at PMC? I would like to see new guests that have never been there and there's there's a few that they can still pull out because i would like to meet more people from spd i would love to meet john tui michelle langstone get some of the more kiwi actors and i know it's hard because plane tickets and stuff but make it happen that's what i want to see new at pmc i want to see new people that have not been there before yeah new first time appearances that would be cool because it's the 25th anniversary, go all out. I want to see a Legacy King staff. Yes. <laughs> new new toys. <laughs> new, new good legacy that's not MMPR. <laughs> exactly. And if we do have Q-Ranger uh, toys by then, I hope they're better than the current Ninja Steel toys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I want to see a Zord that's not, not a truck with an arm taped to its front, and we call it a dump truck. <laughs> And that is why I did not do Ninja Steel toys this time around. Nope. You and me both. You and me, all four of us. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
it felt so bad standing at that case with Greg because I like Greg so much and he's so nice and he's like, check out these ninja stars and I'm like, these are foam bath toys. <laughs> <laughs> and and he was probably like, and that's why I'm leaving this company. <laughs> like I just woke up one day and I wasn't proud of my work anymore and I decided to get out of here. <laughs> oh, I wonder what the Qtama are going to be. They're going to be like mm. pogs that have little Please cardboard. Don't. <laughs> no, no, don't, you have to no. find a way to fire them at each other. That's what everyone likes, right? Yeah, just it all comes back just, to putting things in people's faces. faces. <laughs> <laughs> just throw things in people's faces, kids. It's fun. Hit them with these foam Qtamas. The whole thing's foam. Yeah, they're just Nerf balls. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I don't know. That's a little too much money into it for a Bandai. So. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so another question we got was, what is it with Power Rangers merchandise that people want to scam other people for? So obviously this person has gotten (laughs) burned in the past by someone selling Power Rangers merchandise. I think you can get scammed in any fandom, especially where there's prop things related. There's things that people want, especially like helmets and suits. There's so many people that make this stuff now and so many people that claim to make this stuff that it's easy to get unless you're on top of the ball and who's in the fandom and unless you do your research, it would be easy to get scammed on some of the more rare either merchandise or prop replicas. I just think Power Rangers is one of those properties where there's a lot of cool shit in it that's designed awesomely and that people want that the official people aren't making. So they have to rely on other people to make them. And then you get what I call is just the prop makers vicious cycle where they get so many orders for the thing that's really popular that they made that in order to get more money for the materials they need, they oversell and then they're kind of vicious like, well, now I need money to ship these things. And so, yeah, I feel a lot of people get scammed through just the prop replica stuff. And this person is saying Power Rangers merchandise, but like I said, you go in any fandom, you can get scammed off eBay. Yeah. Ask poor Jordan. Every time he tries to sell something on eBay, somebody opens a claim and he loses his money and the item or some kind of ridiculous thing. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And I could do a whole rant about eBay. That's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get scammed at anything. You just have to be careful. And if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Do your research. Only buy through reputable sites or places like Ranger Board where they actually have a system of verified buyers and sellers or check eBay. Do your research. There's a lot of places that you could go to, even some of the Facebook groups for Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Buyers, Traders, and Sellers, Facebook Rangers, they all have curated and pinned lists that list potential scammers and who they are and word of caution. So just do your research. That's the biggest thing. If you want an item, just take the 10 and 15 minutes to Google the person or go through some of these groups and just double check their list. It it doesn't hurt because it's going to save yourself money in the end. Absolutely. Who had the best morph call and morphing sequence? So tough. I'm going to say SPD because I love it so much. (laughs) I'm trying to avoid SPD, but SPD emergency is pretty sweet. Right? I always kind of like Dynathunder. 
Dino Thunder was a good one, too, for sure. I love their morphers. You know what? I think that's one of my favorite morphing sequences, is is Dino Thunder. I love the background, the volcano cracking, and them doing the flip, and the suit just kind of flies on them, and boom, yeah. it's done. I really like that. Because I feel like the past few seasons of Saban, it's just like, yay, they're spinning around in a... Standing on a platform, spinning, and there's the suit. I miss flipping in my morphs. <laughs> but best I'm going to go call. with RPM, since I don't want to say SPD. So RPM, I think it <laughs> it's simple, and yeah. the extra scenes with, you know, where they're like on a racetrack, that looks cool. Yeah, absolutely. That is pretty cool. There's a lot of good movement. And yeah, RPM, get in gear, it makes sense. It's yeah. cool. I don't know why, but I love it when they say go galactic in Lost Galaxy. I watched it lately with that Twitch stream, and for some reason I was just like, oh yeah, go galactic. Like, yeah, do it more. <laughs> Charlie Brown Rangers. No, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so again, K Train, the ghostwriter, asks, what do you think of Ninja Steel not using the Burger Morpher? super bummed especially <laughs> after buying the toy like the toy is so much fun i can't it, believe they're not using it it's a lot of fun i can understand why they're not using it they want to push their own toy but i did recently get the burger morpher and it's pretty fun <laughs> can i uh sidetrack for just a second here does anybody else find it super awkward that their call is ninja spin but the ninja stars don't spin yes. like I hate that. I hate that so much. Because I was like, I got the Japanese, so I was like, oh, I'm going to make it spin. It's not spinning. What the heck? (laughs) I guess it didn't get all for Ninja, so it's a lie every time they say it. I don't like it. You're talking about on the Kadagari Hengen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the sword spins, because that's what they use to morph on Ninja. Yeah, but but you can't spin the actual star in the middle. Yeah, I'm saying because they would spin it on the sword. Yeah, exactly, and that and that was cool. That's what they should have kept. But this new yeah. dumb thing, no, it bothers me. But sorry, because... this is about burgers. No, it's all Jermaine. And I think the funny thing is the American sword doesn't spin the star on that, right? I, I didn't buy the. I didn't toy, get so it either. But that's my understanding. Their call is ninja spin, but <laughs> yeah. they don't. They're not actually able to spin the star. And it just, it's just one of those continuity things, I'm guessing, that I can call it, that bother me. (laughs) (laughs) And then also when they use ninja footage on Ninja Steel and they're spinning the star on the sword, the American sword toy, you cannot spin the star. So it's it's backwards (laughs) for both guys. <laughs> it's just badly planned all the way around because exactly <laughs> I remember that conversation. It was at PMC or whatever, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they made this toy from the Ninja. They made that the Morpher." But why would you do that if you're going to use footage of them spinning in the sword all the time? Yeah. The short answer is toy sales because nobody bought the Kargari Hangan over in Japan because it was kind of useless. Right. So. They forced that to be the morpher so kids would buy that, knowing they could also sell the sword on its own and kids would buy that. And then they have the frog gun as well. So it was just a way to get you to buy that extra toy that didn't sell well in Japan. But to have it not spin is just such, it's crap. And I'm sorry, those foam, I've seen Brian's video. I've seen, I've seen your, (laughs) I've seen your video, Chris. It's like it falls apart. To me, that would be, as a kid, that would be super frustrating. It's hard for adults to click that in. 
So I can't even imagine if you're a six-year-old, what are you going to do with your stars? Especially if you break it the first time you try to take it off the morpher like Brian's broke <laughs> literally in the middle of his video. I know, that's what I was referring to. It's crap. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with Ninja Steel not using the burger morpher. It's, I, I, well, you know what? No, it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense because they can go <laughs> off the walls crazy nuts with the fart jokes so, who cares about a burger morpher? It's just as ridiculous as the rest of the show. Plus, burgers probably give them gas. What does that equal? More fart jokes. <laughs> they could have had the season funded by McDonald's or Burger King. Just like they, you know, Krispy Kreme did the movie. And we could have possibly had more cameos then. Right. right. Or Beano. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think that there are casualties during Zord battles in the city? Yes. No, because <laughs> they only fight in the abandoned warehouse district. That's what I learned from MMPR. So, but what about all those times where they blow up a building in half? Also, in the abandoned warehouse district, these towns and cities have a lot of abandoned warehouse districts. So, yeah, everyone saw Man of Steel and the outcry from that. So, ever since then, abandoned warehouse district. <laughs> I just, I don't see how any city could be financially stable with so many abandoned areas of its town. <laughs> well, they're not. That's why they don't show up in other seasons. It's their chief export. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you have a lot of empty space laying around, you go over to the city and be like, hey, I need a couple of abandoned warehouses. And they hook you up. It's, it's... Basically, after the first time that two monsters fought in that, they just decided to move out of there and then just leave it. And they say, look, if you're going to continue to have fights, can you at least stick to the one area you've already ruined? <laughs> this show, it's crazy. I mean, they'll show an exploding building and be like, oh, good thing it was empty. Like, <laughs> but, What about when like the panel on an office building switch around and Shinobi Maru comes out? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the Shinobi Maru building. Nobody works there. <laughs> All the people just fall out of the window every time. <laughs> When it spins around, you can see some guy fall off his office chair. <laughs> it spins around so fast, it just flings a few people out of their office. <laughs> like, it's what they do instead of fire people. They just move them over to that side of the building. <laughs> instead of fire drills, they have Zord drills. Where they have, All right, quick, the siren's gone off. Everyone, please move to the left side of the building. But, but how cool would that be? To, to have a big Zord in your building. Like, you walk into the atrium and it just goes up the entire building. It's like, wow, that's a big Zord. This place is cool. <laughs> no, productivity is down 100%. And what happens to those cars on the highway when the whole road just flips over? <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Car sales are through the roof because people have to constantly replace their destroyed and exploded cars. Okay, Zach, are you prepared for this question? What would have made us I have an better? answer. I, I had six seasons in a movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching Community lately. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, I get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. You, you talk about shows I watch. Yeah. I can quote them for days. It's good. I but... had that one loaded in the chamber as soon as I saw the question. I was like, six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> and they got so close. They just need the movie. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, with so much Decker Ranger new stuff coming out lately, can can we please just do some kind of SPD movie? Like get Greg Aronowitz on the on the horn and gather the team. 
Like, come on, we have enough stuff from the Decoranger stuff lately. You can do a movie, for real. But then you have to explain who Gavin is. Who cares? <laughs> He's another space cop. Just make it's it It's Phantom boom. Ranger's older brother, Gavin. <laughs> Hi, guys, I'm Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> Only if Gavin actually has that voice. Hey guys, I'm Gavin. Your <laughs> <Their> explanation. <laughs> Let's get pizza. Hi guys, I'm Gavin. Let's get pizza. But for real, what would have made SPD better? Not have Omega Ranger be a ball of light. Ball of light. <laughs> Dang yeah. it, that was my thing I was gonna say. Great. Now I have to come up with something else. Even the producers, you know, Bruce Kalish, he didn't like it. And that was his biggest regret. So yeah, just make that better. <laughs> Do that thing again. Ma- you know what? Fix bring that. everyone bring everyone back. Just remake the show. <laughs> yeah. From the top, boys. Yeah, just do that. Just make it better. More boom. More boom. More boom. <laughs> <laughs> how about more boom orange ranger? Like, how cool would that have been if in the final couple battles, they were like, you know what, Boom, you've earned this. And they made his dream a reality. <laughs> oh, that been I, would, I would cry. <laughs> I would legitimately cry. That's so beautiful. It needs to happen. Instead of the ball of light, they could transfer the Omega powers to Boom, and then he could just be the Omega <laughs> Ranger for the rest of the show. You know what? Because we have Kelson back, if you're talking about cameos, you've got a guy who played like five different characters. So just have him do all of his characters in Super Ninja Steel. Yeah, he can use Sarah's crazy orbs of clothing. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them's just boom. Like, how did I get here? Has he played enough characters to be his own team yet? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Boom. Phineas, Norg, Flit. And Creepy Record Guy. Yes, Creepy Record Guy. Yeah, from Dino Thunder. (laughs) And, that was his official name, right? Yeah, creepy record yeah. guy. And then, and, and, <laughs> and then, then now, Mick. yeah, Mick. So that's six. He is his own Sentai. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome, Kelson Sentai Hender Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well man. done, Chris. Well done. Yes. <laughs> what would your idea be for a Forever Red Two? I not would... have one. <laughs> what? Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a Forever Red 2. I didn't need a Forever Red 1 either, so I'm good. (laughs) Fight me, come on. (laughs) No, I don't want to fight you. I respect (laughs) your opinions. I wouldn't do a Forever Red 2, but I would like to do, maybe call it Forever Rangers or something. That's what I want. I want, if they say, you know what, Power Rangers is absolutely done after this season, then make the finale like your Forever whatever. Yeah. Just blow the entire season's budget in one episode and just bring back every single person that's still alive and everything. Just go nuts to the wall, fandom insane, blow out the show forever, and just call it Rangers Forever or something. Well, and that's kind of why I wouldn't want a Forever Red 2, because my feelings on that is there are other Mm -hmm. Rangers that are not Red that may be more deserving of being brought back than just random Red Rangers. Exactly. So that way you don't color it, (laughs) you don't color it red, you you just (laughs) bring anyone and everyone you can back. 
and just do a full rainbow explosion. <laughs> Somehow show two cugers in there, and you're like, what? Who are those guys? <laughs> just do something crazy that will end the show forever. Whenever they decide to end it, just go nuts and do a big finale. They've saved the universe forever. You're done. Yeah, I don't know if you could do it forever, Red 2, because I don't think Rick's going to make it. Wow. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Darkest timeline. (laughs) I would make one that's called Sometimes Red, and it would only be uh, TJ and Tommy because they were red, but also other colored rangers. (laughs) You could could have uh, Sky and Bridge back also then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Sometimes Rangers. Sometimes Red. Instead of forever red, it's just sometimes red. (laughs) Perfect. Finally, our last question comes from Nando Blue Zero, and they asked, I know it's not a ranger question, but I am having trouble staying interested in this year's Sentai. I feel so blah when it comes to it. I don't know if I'm burned out because I'm having the same issue with Kamen Rider. Also, the last Rider show I completed was Drive, but other than that... I've completely fallen off. The only thing I'm watching now is Garo. Good choice. How do you deal with Ranger or Sentai, or for that matter, any kind of Toku burnout? You power through. (laughs) (laughs) You stay the course. I mean, I've been there. There's times where I just completely fallen off with Kamen Rider or Sentai. I feel the best remedy for that is to marathon it. Make a backlog of the show that you really want to get back into and just do like 10 episodes in a day because it gets away the feeling of like the week to week. So you're not waiting around for something that's mediocre. You're just kind of Mm -hmm. plowing through it. And then, yeah, you might enjoy it more because when you get to those thrilling parts, it's more of a payoff than just like, oh, they finally got to this. So I say just take it in big chunks And at that point, if you don't like it at the end of a big chunk, just drop it. I mean, no one's forcing anyone to keep up with these shows. Lord knows I'm way behind in a lot of shows. So it's okay. As long as you watch something that you enjoy, more power to you. If you're suffering from a burnout, it's best just to take a break. Maybe come back next year. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. You can still be involved with the fandom. You can still listen to podcasts and go on forums and talk to your friends about it. But if you don't want to watch it, if you're not feeling a show, don't put yourself through the torture of watching it. Because that's going to make you resent it even more. It's true. I just throw myself into something else. Like, if I'm bored with, you know, a toku or whatever, I'll go play, like, Mass Effect for 80-plus hours and be totally fine to come back to it now that I have something else on my mind that is, like, (laughs) overtaking everything else. Then I'm like, okay, I can sit down and half pay attention to this and maybe get back into it. Shane, I am right there with you because... I have played so much freaking Mass Effect the last two weeks. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It is so good. I'm so immersed in it. And, yeah, you know, when I eventually might get bored of that at some point, I don't know when, uh, because there's so much much to do. I'm doing literally every side quest and everything. There is a lot to do in this game. (laughs) That's me me with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Um, I cannot put that game down. I've already beaten it. I've already beaten Ganon, but I'm still like, oh, there's side quests over here I haven't done yet. Ooh. (laughs) It's the same way with me and Mass Effect. I'm like, oh, man. And all those ones you can't track, 
like hunting those down are a pain, Ugh. but fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fun enough. Okay, fun enough. Yeah, they're it's fun, fun until en- it becomes frustrating. Right, right. But it doesn't get frustrating because, like a toku, if you get too much frustrated with it, you can just go and do something else in the same genre. So there you go. It's true. I mean, the way I look at it, there's so much good stuff out there, whether it's books or TV shows or movies or podcasts or video games. There's something out there that you're going to enjoy. So if you are struggling to enjoy something, then it's not worth wasting your time. Just turn around and you'll find something else that is worth your time. And I mean, I've had TV shows like that where I watch like the first five episodes and I'm like, well, I should finish out the season because I started it. And I'm like, you know what? No, if I'm not enjoying it, why am I forcing myself to watch this? It's just there's something else out there that's going to be great. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that use the five-episode rule, and I do it too. If there's a a major drama on TV or, you know, some kind of sci-fi thing, if it doesn't capture me in the first five episodes, I'm not committing to it. Because why put yourself through that? There's so much else that's out there that you could be watching or doing. Plus, like you said, you might come back to it in a year or something when you're in a different headspace and you could enjoy it a lot then. I mean, with, you know, Netflix and Hulu, there's all these streaming services and things like that. You can find this stuff later on down the road. It's going to be out there. And that's the thing, like going back to our earlier conversation, when Shane mentioned that he was caught up on the 100, I was like, okay, well... I watched the first couple seasons of that. What do you, how do you think the new season's going? And when he's like, oh yeah, it never stopped. Then I'm like, great. At some point, I'll eventually binge it on Netflix and catch up to it. It's exactly so easy in today's streaming media world to get caught up on shows. So yeah, it's It's still, they take them away from you like Buffy and Angel. (laughs) I know. They must have lost to deal with 20th Century Fox because they lost so many properties this last month. It was all Firefly and Angel, Buffy, X-Files, I think. There was a ton of 20th Century Fox stuff. Yeah. That happened to me with Doctor Who. I was watching Doctor Who on Netflix, and then I went to watch it the next day, and they're just like, oh, that's gone forever. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, guys. I wasn't right in the middle of the season or anything. Luckily, Hulu got it, so I can watch Or Amazon, I'm sorry. Amazon has it now. I'm covered with all those, like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. But again, there's so much out there that you could not have a job, and you would still fill 80 hours of just watching stuff. I don't know why anyone would do that, but... (laughs) There's just so much out there. It's oh, yeah. too much to keep up. I wanted like a Groundhog Day situation where I could just use that time to catch up on all the shows I've always wanted to watch. And I'm like, okay, you can turn time back on now. Then that becomes like a Rick and Morty situation, which is a great show. That's one I binged off someone's recommendation, and I was glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny slash embarrassing story. Okay. I wore my legacy communicator to work the other day. Excellent. And as I was explaining stuff to my escape room group, I accidentally hit my wrist and made it go beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, and I felt like dying. So I'm never wearing it to work again. <laughs> no, that's when you just say, I found an easily escapable situation, and you just teleport out of there. And you're like, escape yeah, room I, solved. I wish, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I brought a communicator. It's okay. We can get out of here. Yeah. Oh, it only travels one. Sorry, guys, I'm out. Later days. But I got a question. What is it with my luck and Blue Ranger items easily popping out of the things that they're supposed to be inserted into? So what? my legacy... My, my <laughs> That's a very vague statement, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> my legacy morpher 
the Triceratops coin doesn't like to stay in. Okay. My, my legacy communicator, one of the blue color bands, doesn't like to stay in. I don't think you're meant to be the Blue Ranger. I think the Morphin Grid is trying to tell you something. <laughs> what color does stay in? Well, I don't know. I haven't actually uh, had any other color in except for blue. <laughs> ironically, black. And I say that ironically because my name is Zach, so... It's meant maybe. to be. I think you're uh, fighting maybe, fate here. Maybe, but blue is my favorite color. Hey, remember what uh, Billy said in the movie? Blue is not his favorite color, but he's cool with it. Yeah. He knew. You can't fight that stuff, man. True. True. Billy's wrong. It has to be blue. <laughs> blue is the best color of anything ever. It is. Thank you, Shane. It's Thank funny, that's actually my favorite color as well. Mine too. We yeah, have... all other are lesser colors. So. We... Blue crew. Yeah, we have a blue crew. I was going to say that. Yes. But no, because that's horrible to say. Um... <laughs> Alright, that will be the blue man group. Sounds good to me. I'm that's fine not with that. like trademarked at all, so that sounds good. Alright, this sounds perfect. I just came up with that just now. Completely <laughs> All right, Shane, Chris, I want to thank you guys uh, so much for joining us today. This is a lot of fun, and, you know, we're definitely going to have you guys on the show again. So, Shane, plug away your social media, anything you want. Okay, so I only do Twitter because I don't like anything else. So my Twitter personal one is at Shad, S-H-A-D, underscore writer, R-Y-D-E-R, for Mass Effect, of course. And then I host a podcast that's weekly, though we did just get back from a two-week break because my co-host was in Japan because he's a jerk and is awesome. (laughs) Um, Oh, jealous. And our Twitter for that is twitter.com slash rangerpridecast. So, yeah. And Chris? Yeah, so I promised Brian that I would definitely pimp the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Geek Each Week, we're on Twitter at Geek Each Week. Uh, Facebook is at Geek Each Week, and you can send us emails, geekeachweekcast at gmail.com. And then me personally, I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash longstoys longs toys for instagram and facebook and then my twitter is at c long 83 because i made that a long time ago before i created longs toys and then when i went to get longs toys it was taken and it's just like a dead account that somebody stole the name and shut it down and it's locked so i hate when never that happens. Get that. my original one was zach lavoy one and i was like that sucks that the original is taken but Somehow it freed up in between then and now, so I'm just like snag at oh, Zach Boy. Nice. Yeah, I check it every so often, but it's just like this account is locked and unable. I'm like, oh great, all right. So it is what it is. Whenever Eric Berry trends, it's a football player. So there. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because a guy named Chris Long just signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is my home team. So. Everyone's been sending me messages like, oh, man, we're getting you jerseys. This is going to be amazing. And I'm like, I watch sports. Sure. Hooray. (laughs) Go local sports team. And that sport that they play. Yeah. I listen to both of your guys' podcasts. I love them both. You guys are doing great things. So keep up the good work. I love hearing you guys talk about nerdy stuff. It's cool. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And so, yes. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're back on Twitter at rangercommandph. You can also beep. You can also find us <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. So thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you again, Chris and Shane, for being on the show today. And until next time, go watch some Power Rangers. Or the movie. Go watch the movie if it's still in the Go watch the movie again, yeah. Yeah, support the movie, because everyone wants a sequel. It's true.
You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. Hey everybody, Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity Comicare is running. We are up for a challenge and we need your support. At Comicare we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep the smiles going. Well now we want to see your smiles and we want to post them on our pages too. This July 20th through 23rd we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? A hundred? Three hundred? Five hundred? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash 1000smiles. That's C-O-M-I-C-A-R-E dot org slash 1000smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile. You're free to put a cap on your donation so it doesn't get out of hand just in case Tony gets crazy and gets 10,000 smiles. You don't have to worry about getting nuts. Just visit our page at comicare.org slash 1000smiles and make your pledge today.